Hey everyone, this episode is brought to you by RPAL Gary at Partscaster Concierge. Gary offers custom designed Partscaster style builds and bodies catering to upscale DIY builders. Concierge services are included with every project to ensure every build is perfectly tailored. Gary can assist with design concepts, electronic configurations, hardware selections, and everything in between. Now, every DIY builder is working at a different knowledge or skill level, so Gary offers these services on an as-needed basis, so he can be as involved in your build as you need him to be with help sourcing parts or even advice during your finishing or assembly phases. Gary offers flat top, contoured or edge routed bodies for bolt on necks, as well as custom pick guards, necks, pre setups and other parts and services through builders and guitar techs within Gary's ever growing network. So if you're on the hunt for a sick custom parts caster project, check out at Partscaster Concierge on social media or partscasterconcierge.com. some butts and let's have some fun. It's a sweet, sweet episode of The Culture Guitarist. That didn't rhyme, but was- butts are fun, so it works for me. Uh, <laughs> my name child. is Allies and Axis and Allies Al. <laughs> Excuse me. And with me, as ever, is Candyland Casper. And joining us again is our good buddy, Settlers of Catan Cam. <laughs> wow. Also known as Slow Way. Slow Way. That's right. I always know you wrong. No, you had it right the first time. Slow, slow way. way. Slow Way. Yeah. <laughs> On if the you want to know the origin of that name, listeners, go listen to our previous yeah, episode yeah. with him because we uh, we did talk about it there. Um, I should know it. I should know a lot of things. I forgot his last name before this had to be. Yeah, yeah. I'm the doofiest of doofuses. I, I forget things too. I really don't think you forgot my last name. I didn't really tell you, and I don't really share it that much. So okay. don't don't be so hard on yourself. Well, um, no, 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 no. Go ahead. You so just, now it's sitting there on the advertise the promo graphic I'm making, and I'm like, should I yank that off? <laughs> <laughs> anyhow, Ugh. anyhow, anyhow, how's everybody doing? Real good, real great, good. excellent. We're in the same room again. We are in the same room. It's actually again. quite quite great. It's a lot more like vibe when we're in the same yeah. room. I agree. I felt like a, a little bit of a weirdo last episode because I was the odd man out. But you are a little. It bit might of have a also weirdo. been because ninety percent of that episode was just you fawning over Dan and your new guitar. So, <laughs> <laughs> listen. You've now held it. You've played it. It's a fantastic <laughs> guitar. There was just a lot of like stretches where I was just sitting there like I. Like, no, you were chuckling most was, of it, actually. Like, like zoning out and just come back in. Fiddling like, a fidget and thingy. I to And I just zone out again. My, one of my favorite, there was the spinning of the string winder. Oh, that was That was awkward. great. I didn't know uh, that sounded bad. <laughs> Did you listen back? I haven't listened back. You should. <laughs> you, you, can hear, you can hear that in, in the audio? Yeah. Well, yeah, you can hear it. But what it sounded, because I was spinning it with the same arm that was like my... Because I was on, I was the guest that episode. Because Casper and Dan were in the same place in yeah. Denmark, and uh, so the hand that was spinning it, that arm had the headphone mic draped over it, <laughs> so you can <laughs> hear this. I'm I'm just gonna bat my own microphone here, listeners. I'm sorry if it's a little loud, but you can hear this rhythmic like. No, it was like. 
Anyway, uh, I'm. They kind of stopped me mid episode, like mid episode on air. I'm just like, what are you doing? Yeah. Cause that sounds like, I mean, mm. so, it yeah. was pretty funny. Then of course it's that classic scenario of, Oh, it sounded bad. I'm alone. No one believes me. Yeah. <laughs> and if they do believe me, they're not going to, you know, say on, they're not going to admit that they no, no. Me. they're just going to throw me under the bus. Like true friends. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Really good. See, this is why I revel when I come over here and, and Steph just like your partner just destroys you. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. She, yeah. She's ruthless. I yeah, love it. It's so great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, nobody, nobody destroys you like your own partner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My wife does the same thing. Yeah. It's, it's and it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like eased into it, whereas like it doesn't even hurt. It's just hilarious. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, I mean, had had yeah. somebody, you know, had it been like when we first met, and she was just instantly like, you know, ruthless. It would have been like, well, I don't know about this. Oh man, no, that, no, that gets me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was cat. <laughs> she was instantly. I I tried so hard to flirt with her when I first met her the very day, and she just boom destroyed me. I was in love instantly. <laughs> Following her around ever since. Yeah. <laughs> I've made no secret of it. She knows it. She thinks I'm an idiot because I'm I'm kind of turned on by her like uh you know bossing me around or shutting me down or insult you know, just, just tearing me a new one with uh wit that I will never have. Mm. So I don't know. There's a fetish club out there. Yeah, I'm sure like there's a yeah, something that's... like that. <laughs> anyway. Well, the, the, this the, the, guys, I don't know you this well. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough, yeah, Cam. Mo- that's moving on. Moving on. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, you just came back from Denmark visiting yep. more guitars. And, well, a lot more than Denmark, but... Yep. Dan would kill me if I forgot this segment. I, I love how about, he segued yeah. us into it. It's permanently locked yeah. in there, yeah. So, what's been going on in your life, music and or guitar related? Let's start with you, Casper. Cool. Yeah, Let's man. Some stuff, so. I'll go. Um, well, a couple things. And this this happened in when I was in Europe. Um, I actually won an Instagram giveaway. I forgot about that. Oh, cool. Yeah. And it was uh, Tone Tuga actually reached out to me. And this is there's a whole bunch of people in here, and I'm going to give them all big shout-outs right now. Do it. So, uh, Tone Tuga FX. Is this going to be like the Animaniacs guy when he's singing the, the like, countries on the globe? What? You never oh. seen that? Oh, man, maybe when I was, like, seven. Azerbaijan. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. No, it's not. It's not gonna, I'm not going to put it to, to, to rhythm, no. Uh, so, anyways, starting from the top, Tone Tuga FX, Pedal Pawn, our good buddy Asher Caulfield Cables, Jonathan Robinson Music, Ruth Guitars, Casino Guitars, Elmore Pedals, and Nick Hames put together this crazy giveaway, and I won it. It's oh, got nice. like two two like straight up guitar pedals, t shirts, cables from Caulfield, a cup, a guitar, <laughs> one more Caulfield cable. I know you have a box of spares. <laughs> I do, <laughs> but it's like I I need more. I do, and it so it's working out great. <laughs> Um, and Ash is such a good guy. He reached out to me and he's like, Hey man, he's like, here's the, these, this is the thing I'm going to put them in the mail for you. I'm like, wait, 
I think I need more. You got to just hold on. I, I'm going to order more. <laughs> Don't ship them yet. <laughs> and he's like, all right, cool. And they, they just had a baby and everything. And it's like, yeah, yeah oh, just, just. Can we, can we give a shout out? A huge yeah, congratulations. Huge Asher at Caulfield Cables. Brand new little baby. So Oh cute. my God. What a button. And uh, Congrats. also joined by his nephew, I think. Their family. They, they essentially got two kids for the price of one. Cool. They're, uh, I believe it's a nephew. Has uh, joined them. Uh, they've kind of adopted him as their own. Nice. So <laughs> I didn't realize that. Yeah. Holy smokes! Asher doubled up on the kids. <laughs> I just know, like I just saw today, he put a post up that uh, he was. They're back in full swing. So that's good. Awesome. That I'm, I'm so I'm so happy for those those two. They're they're just fantastic people. Yeah. Um, and everybody in this giveaway actually uh, has like reached out to me personally. Um, I've had a really great set of conversations with uh, uh, James at Elmore Pedals. Um, and Elmore is is a Bluetooth controller for mm. control. Like you can uh, start and stop sheet music or playback or I, it, there's so many like things that it'll do that you can like set it up in an app. So say if you're like streaming uh, or you're like watching a, a, a video of a, a solo or something like that. And you can kind of like segment the video and start and stop it and play it back from the beginning and we'll go over and over or, or play through it like a jam track and then stop and start it again. And like, it's, it's cool, but it's all on a foot controller. So you don't know if anybody else uses like a, uh, you know, like ultimate guitar for tabs or, or something like that, where you know, you're going to scroll through your tab as you're kind of learning a song. And you have to like scroll with your fingers. So you have to like stop what you're playing to advance the page or whatever. And it's one of those things that's actually been like one of the most. It's a useful tool. It's one of the most annoying annoying things out there for me anyways, when I use those type of apps. So this is going to like, you can control the playback, uh, start and stop and all that. Anyways, there's a whole bunch of stuff that it does. I haven't actually delved into all the features yet. I'm really, really stoked about it. And, And so all these guys reached out to me. And we're talking to me about, you know, what's this and when can we ship it? And everybody was really cool about that. I wasn't actually at home. So they're like holding on to things until I am home. And, and so the Elmore pedal is the first thing to show up and I'm super excited about it. Awesome. And this is just awesome. I can't believe I never win anything. So this <laughs> has been like, have you met your uh, partner upstairs? Okay. Well, you won some stuff, buddy. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> also, I've met your kids and yeah, they're pretty, pretty okay. They're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> And look at your face. Wow. You lost hard, but <laughs> Wow. Thanks, buddy. I was feeling all kind of good. Yeah. Pins first before you knock them down, you know. <laughs> I was like, are you actually giving me a compliment? Oh, was I? It was funny. so mistaken. I didn't start out to do that. I started out to just genuinely compliment you the whole way. And then I, I got see- to the end zone and was like, I have you just spiked now. that football. Yeah. <laughs> Something didn't feel right. Yeah. I'm like, loving and supportive. You, you looked genuine I too, and to I was like, oh, slowly and sanitize this. <laughs> just kneecap me right in the hands. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's funny. It's all good. Anyways, that's uh, that, that's what I've been I've been kind of really really excited about. It's the giveaway that I won. Um, I have it's got all kinds of cool stuff in it. Um, awesome. And then I'll talk more about it as the stuff arrives and, and yeah, making really yeah. kind of, you know, play through it. And then there's, like I say, there's a couple of pedals, there's a pedal from Tontuga, there's a pedal from Pedal Pond. Uh, both of those I'm super looking, looking forward to. Uh, it's the Texas twang from Pedal Pond. I'm really excited about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then today I 
uh, well, you sent me a link yesterday for this, like, and <laughs> I it, felt bad because I, I was, I was, you were lined up. I was about to head to the guy's house. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so Al sends me this link yesterday for, it's a, it was a, a hollow body base and it's, uh, but it's like a short scale, I think. It, it's not definitely not like a full scale base, but it's a Matsumoku built Japanese um, double cut base, ho- full hollow that could pass almost exactly for my pan. I believe this is actually is a pan guitar. Totally is. It's got, got it's got the the headstock. It's got the the, the shadow that once yeah. had the pan like emblem. That so was you like know that. it was made by by Aria, and you yep. know it was made in that Matsumoku factory and. It's a twin to your guitar. It really is a twin to my to my six string. So I'm I'm pretty stoked about that. Uh, it's Ooh. in really rough shape though. It's <laughs> so like the fretboards have fallen off at the headstock, and it's missing all of the hardware except for the tuning machines, which I think are Schaller's actually, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, well, so it says it's it's got like a grubby. They're kind of dirty, and but it's got an S, and it says made in Germany. So I'm assuming those cannot be original, but that's no. awesome. It's worth the 50 bucks I paid for there it. There you go. Yeah. Just for the tuning keys. <laughs> it's a fun so. project. Yeah, it'll be all right. If nothing else, it's fun wall art. And that's another thing I did. Oh, my God. So I I built my guitar rack. <laughs> Listen, man, I've been like... We've got a limited time show, Casper. Oh, shut up. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, I went and, and I've been mulling around in my head this idea of putting together a 45-degree wall-hanging yeah, guitar which rack. Which we have shared some pictures of it on our Instagram yeah. if you haven't seen them yet. So I, um, anyways, I've been more. rattling this around in my head about using like a black iron pipe and flanges and stuff like that to build the apparatus that holds the guitar on a 45 degree angle and then attaching uh, a guitar hook to the end of it. And um, so I decided, to, you know what, I'm just going to go and do it because I have. Turned out really well. Seeing yeah. it in person looked better than. Pictures, yeah. yeah. So I have like. And I thought it looked good in the pictures too. Mm, I've got like 10 guitars. And not enough wall space to hang them all. So like they hang out in the cases or on the floor rack or whatever. So I built where I had all my, my four guitars hanging before took that all down and put up this two by six mounted all the hangers on it. And it's got in a room for eight guitars. And then I put a couple wall hangers behind me. So now I have enough hooks to hang all 10 of my guitars. Nice. Super, super rad. And the, the 45s turned out great. It was all kind of guess and check as I was going. You should have seen me at the Home Depot when I was buying all the piping and stuff. <laughs> it was just, it was absolutely absurd. Because I'm standing there and I have a, a Hercules auto-locking wall hanger in my pocket. And I'm, I'm like <laughs> aligning all the flanges and things to make this thing. Yeah, and then I'm yeah. like putting the wall hanger up to it. And the people in the aisle that are like shopping for plumbing stuff are like, what are you doing? You know, what, man, <laughs> the, the other customers might be thinking you're a weirdo, but I'll bet to the Home Depot staff, it's just like, it's just another dude. They're, yeah. Doing the, like, they probably see a hundred dudes like you a day, just half a project in their hands. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this going to work? For-? So it was great. And I mean, it, all told though, I think including... Because I bought um, string swing, just like the simple string swing guitar hangers that go on like the wood block. And like I mm-hmm. took them all apart and took the, anyways, it was a lot of work. I think all told I've got over 300 bucks into this stupid thing. But <laughs> it's actually really sweet. And I'm actually not even upset with the amount of money that it cost in the end. Because it looks great. It works great. And the first, the guitar I hung on it was my 
my base that we built for the parts caster build. And that thing weighs as much as like the heart of a dead star. And it, <laughs> it held that up really well. So I'm really excited about that. I think that's it for me. That's it for you. I think, um, you remind and that's me the of, show. Yeah. That's damn, that's Thanks for coming out. Everyone, <laughs> uh, you reminded me of something. Um, uh, our buddy Ed at Apollo with the Apollo sons mm-hmm. uh, band, he won our, our pedal giveaway a little while back. Right. And uh, you saying you you um, won this giveaway reminded me of him and reminded me that he actually had the unfortunate um, experience of uh, getting a really authentic Gibson while on tour this week. Oh. Um, or maybe it's been about a week. I'm not sure. Is that's, that's the Gibson we were talking about. Super of? highly modified SG. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, and it's a it's a heckin' break, man. The headstock is off completely. Oh no! Snapped right mm. through the the veneer and on the front, and yeah. So, uh, if you're feeling supportive, if you're in a position to be able to do this, it does have a GoFundMe up to just help with uh, funding uh, replacement. Yeah, because uh, even if he's going to get this thing repaired, he's got a pretty extensive plan. I think he's going to get a new neck put on it with carbon fiber reinforcement and stuff. So it's going to be like all the more modified that SG. Yeah. Um, but if you're feeling generous or if you're in a position or able to do so, um, musicians don't make a lot of money. I can strongly attest to. So if you can help a guy replace a, a guitar, he doesn't have a backup. He's been existing on borrowed guitars. So he's got a GoFundMe set up. Um, you can find it at his Instagram, uh, at, oh, I should have looked this up first at sundog underscore or sun underscore dog 88 is his Instagram. Uh, I know a guy, I know a guy who has 10 guitars. Uh, yeah. And only one of them is an SG and it's in bits. <laughs> <laughs> well, I told, I told that if he, if he hadn't found a replacement by the time he came through our area, I'd send him off with one of my guitars until he had one in his hand. So he, he's got, he's got buddies that are doing the same thing already. So I'm sure it'll be fine. But, um, you know, if, we, we, yeah. we've had him on the show. Ed's a good guy. If you can help him out. Great. Um, if you know somebody selling uh, an SG on the cheap, maybe send them Ed's way. Yeah. But um, what is, Cam. What has Cam been up to? been up to this week? Music and or guitar related. Well, since since I haven't talked to you for a while, can I do it more than a week? Absolutely. Man. Yeah, man. Just <laughs> what you know. You do you. So so let's go. Let's. I'm going to back up to... Mid December. I mean, we're gonna um, we're gonna get a lot of this stuff, I'm sure, in the main episode part two. So, and uh, yeah, so mid December, uh, my wife and I were like, "Hey, we're not getting each other gifts for Christmas." You know, it's 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 uh, so it's fine. Let's just do that. Two days before Christmas, she tells me, "Oh, by the way, uh, I bought you a guitar." <laughs> I'm, buying, I'm buying you guitar so i'm standing there like a you like already a doofus, put a ring you know? on it you done good sir mm-hmm. <laughs> good choice she gets um, you so that is uh and the guitar she got me is is the trent the trent uh i just i just heard about them i'd been ooing and awing over them and she got me one it's in my hands i love it it's uh open pour uh obichi wood i didn't know about obichi before but i guess it's out of africa it's incredibly light. He does great work, Elliot. So do check out Trent Guitars. 
Um, and then yeah, out of, the of UK, that, that's a, that's uh, yeah, out of the UK and out of that came, came very quickly a good friendship with Elliot's. So I've been, we chat a lot and suddenly I'm Canada's Trent dealer. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> that's, that's pretty awesome. That that's a cool, so cool, cool. So, cat, man. yeah. So I have a couple more guitars coming and, uh, if anybody, you know, is interested, they should hit me up and we can, we can chat about those coming or potentially getting your own made. That's one big thing. Uh, you guys were talking about giveaways. I got a, I got a giveaway going on at work. So for those of your listeners that don't know this, I work for solid gold effects out of Montreal. And uh, we've got a giveaway going on with temple boards and ground control audio and Empress mm-hmm. and Demodash yeah, uh, revelation cable. Yeah, cool giveaway. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm forgetting one rev. So it's an all Canadian board. Uh, you guys have we- one more week to enter next Saturday. We'll, we'll choose the, the winner. Um, beyond that, I'm pretty excited about our, have you guys seen the Commodore overdrive or blues breaker style scene? Yes. I haven't watched I have, the demo on it. I haven't watched the demo either. I did see it though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously I'm biased, but, <laughs> but, uh, I don't get along well with many drives. I'm more of a fuzz guy. Um, but this one, I love it. It's really, really usable. So those are a couple, a couple things that are going on in my life. So that's yeah. Rad as heck, man. That's amazing. I do believe I entered the giveaway from my personal Facebook. Obviously, oh, cool. Yeah, uh, we didn't enter it through the culture guitarist or not <laughs> Facebook, sorry, Instagram. Um, yeah. But yeah, obviously, we didn't enter it through the culture guitarist Instagram because that's, uh, well, that just feels weird. Yeah. Um, well, I guess that's me then, huh? What have mm-hmm. I been up to this, this past, uh, since the last episode, Casper, I should have some stuff. I don't really have a whole lot, I don't think. Um, I mean, I uh, I got a thing. I still can't talk about it yet. Really? No. What? Still working on the project with our with our buddy, which is so hard to not talk about this thing. It's driving me nuts because it's like the best news I've had in years, which is, <laughs> I feel bad saying that because like we've been homeless and getting a home and stuff. <laughs> it's not the best news I've had in years. It's just. It's it's really joyous news for me. I think that yeah, you know, I've had some pretty cool moments in the past. You know where, you know Casper and 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 James Lauren Audio and all the people that uh, organized that pedal raffle to to help my my wife and I get a place. That was a pretty that was probably the biggest moment for me in the past couple of years. I think, but this is right after that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, yeah, I hate that I have to keep it secret, but. I promise, listeners, and I said this last week when we were talking to Dan from at More Guitars, but uh, I, 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 I hate that I can't talk about it yet. But it's 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 for a specific reason, and I promise I will talk about it as soon as I can. Um, Hammer guitar. I talked about the Hammer last week. Mm-hmm. Been enjoying that thing. It's actually like, it looks great, man. It's like for for the the state of the photographs that you showed on Instagram when you got it. Mm. It doesn't look anything like that anymore. Yeah, it, like, it had been. It looks really good. Neglected. It the, feels good. Yeah. Did you do anything on it? Um. Well, for the fr- <laughs> the first thing I did was put the bridge around the proper way because it was the <laughs> last owner had it on backwards. 
Um, so the intonation screws were facing the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> And, it's and actually, uh, instead of a nice sharp edge, he had uh, like the angled edge. For the for the <laughs> naive though, it's an it's easy, easy mistake, mistake to make. make. Totally, yeah. Um, so I did that. I did a full setup on it. I, I first thing I do. Well, I I get a lot out of the process of doing a kind of a setup and a polish and 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 just a you know a bit of a maintenance routine on guitars. It's something I enjoy doing. So I'll I'll put on some Star Trek and. <laughs> um, usually it's the next generation. That's my, that's my favorite era of Star Trek. See, but I have so much trouble doing that. Like doing fine techie type work stuff, like building a pedal. Mm-hmm. If I'm watching a TV show, it has to be something I've seen a thousand times. Well, that's what Star Trek next generation is See, for me. I, I, but I, <laughs> dude, I don't, I get kind of, I still get enthralled watching Star Trek. Oh, period. I, 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 get, I have a bit of ADHD. I need, I need something going on to kind of give my brain a couple of things to, to, yeah. to bounce off of, or I can't, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. So I, I sat down, I, I gave it a polish and a clean and, uh, uh, gave the fretboard a scraping cause there was a lot of years of uncleaned finger goo. And, um, once I got all that off then it was time to, you know, do the, the fretboard oiling and that kind of stuff. And I polished the frets up and, um, took out all of the, uh, pull, pull screws out of the P nineties and <laughs> polished those up cause they were rusty. Just uh, just stuff like that. Like, the guitar wasn't abused. It's in really good um, shape. Really yeah. good shape. But it, it just had been neglected a little bit. It was very dusty when I picked it up. Um, and it's got, you know, for, it was, it's 93, so for a guitar that's basically, well, 30 years old at this point, um, next year, uh, it's got a couple of little, like, it's got a couple finish chips and little dents and that kind of thing. To be expected, nothing, man. Nothing big deal. It's in better shape than my SG is, which is 10 years younger. So, is thirty years considered vintage? Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. What's yeah. what's the de- what's the definition again of vintage? I think it's twenty years. Actually. Most people start thinking of stuff as vintage 20, about twenty years, twenty five years. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Actually, I'm sure that it's there's it's actually like a thing. Probably. Uh, um. But uh, I I really like it. It's it's one of the hammer. You know, it's double cut hammer, clearly descended from Gibson's DNA, but. Uh, what I have been enjoying is I've been loving diving into the history of hammer guitars because I was always a kind of a casual fan. They they were a big part of the '90s. You know, guys like Tom Dumont from No Doubt played them, and I always saw Rick Nielsen from Cheap Trick playing them. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really dive into their history, so I've really been enjoying that and learning that like they were the first kind of like boutique brand. They uh, for their first like six years, they only sold to artists. Mm. So if you weren't Rick Nielsen or somebody of that ilk, you couldn't get a hammer. Yeah. So you'd see hmm. the guys in Kiss playing them, but you wouldn't see the average player playing them. And they they came about at a time when you could still buy like late fifties Les Pauls and stuff for peanuts, and they were charging double the prices of those things and stuff because that's what they were making was that level of instrument. And then throughout the eighties and early nineties, they were doing that, and then they got sold. And uh, about 10 years after that, they kind of went under, out of business in the early mm. mid-2000s. Because uh, I had a Hamer. You had a Slammer, didn't you? No. No, no. It was a Strat. Oh, well, okay. So that was probably part of the later. E- definitely. It was made later. of yeah. plywood. Once they started doing, uh, or no, you had a Kramer, my friend. That was a Oh, Kramer. that was a Kramer. That's yeah. right, too. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, now that I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, that thing was a piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> also, also a brand that went through a real weird 
history. But yeah, it was it's it's just been interesting. I've loved learning the history of Hammer guitars. They had a really rich history for about thirty years. Um, and then uh, then they became this like weird import brand, and then they kind of died. And now apparently they're back, but it's really hard to get information on them. And they're yeah. Anyway, I don't have much new else to talk about. I have, I have an answer. Yeah. To the query. Um, and it's kind of double-edged. I got a, a little more information than we were asking okay. for. Um, it's a, an object that represents a period or era of time uh, in human society. An item should be at least 100 years old to be defined as antique. Generally speaking, mm-hmm. if the item is is not older than an antique, but not less than 20 years, it falls under the term vintage. Okay. So 20 years oh, and 20 older years is vintage. Older. I got to be honest. Bit... At about 75 years, I'd consider something antique. <laughs> Well, this you're wrong. I guess this I'm is wrong. A, it's a hundred years out. Wow! Yeah, it's a big range for vintage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I mean, good to and, know. See, I always thought it's like a, a a car. So there are no antique electric guitars. <laughs> wow, that's a bold. Yeah, yeah, not yet. Getting close, another yeah, twenty t- years ish, but fifteen, thirty five, I think we were for first in the thirties, yeah. Yep. Just seeing the first electrified pickup. <laughs> wow. Cool. That that's yeah, neat. Hot tip for you investors out there. <laughs> buy the early Gibsons and Fenders now before they're antiques. Yeah. When they really get expensive. Because they're, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're not that yet expensive yet. No, no. no. Pick them up cheap like Borsch. Although you can, there are antique guitars. That's true. Very much so. Yeah. yeah. So like, if you were looking There's at like antique a, Gibsons, in fact. In in fact, there are. But I was thinking more like along the lines of an antique Martin. You would probably have to, mm, yeah. you know, sell your villa in the Hamptons. I don't know. My, I don't know what those are worth. I have a picture of my grandfather, probably sometime in the forties. It was prior to him. Um, right around the time that he maybe had gotten married, uh, playing a Martin, I can guess a D, D18 or something like that. I don't know. I was like, like where is this Whoa. thing? I want this thing. It's like, yeah, <laughs> man, no, I have no idea what the story behind it is. Because they weren't making Martins during the war. No. Because yeah. the materials were, were too, uh, too rationed. So that's a pre-war Martin. <laughs> that's worth some yeah. money. Ooh. So, but even no idea where that just thing being is, able but... to play it. I, th- I, I'm bad for not being able to unload stuff, and I couldn't sell. Like even, even my dad's got like a '70s Yamaha, red label, like right. Nippengaki yeah. Yamaha, really cool guitar. They're worth like you know eleven, twelve hundred bucks, but I don't think I can ever let it go. Yeah, it's I don't know. I mean, a pre-war Martin's probably a different story. A you know, when you can buy a house with a the lot of my problems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, put a solid down payment on a house for for the kind of tiny house Cat and I want to build. That would that would that would about cover it and then some. Yeah, Steph and I were just talking about something similar to that actually. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. should we kick it off? Are we kicking it off? No, uh, we're gonna call it kicked off. Let's kick it. Yeah. Unless unless somebody else has. Something more to add to the what happened to them recently musically thing. I think we can call I it. I think I had a pretty eventful week. <laughs> Two weeks, man. It's been wild. Got a whole episode about it. 
Oh, shut up. <laughs> Don't tease me, Al. You know what? I, I dare you to be in the same position I was in and not be a total fangirl about it. I dare you to be in the same position I'm in and not totally tease you. <laughs> fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. All right. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into it. Uh, well, uh, first off, I, I do want to say a huge thanks on air to you, Cam, because you, you really did kind of uh, get me out of a scheduling jam this week, and uh, and I appreciate it. You, you kind of signed on to this pretty last minute. Oh, yeah. it's uh, I appreciate I appreciate the uh, invitation, and yeah, just happened, happened to chat and ha- threw it out there. I was like, mm, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> cool. I'm glad you did, man. And, and yeah, it's, it's, it is nice to have you back. We had you on, I want to say the mid eighties or something like that. It's been a while. I like how we <laughs> refer to our show now as if it was like decades. Sorry, I said mid eighties, <laughs> but I meant like a number of episodes. Yeah, I knew what you meant. I had no clue what you were talking oh, about. I thought, I thought you were just making it, making fun of my age or something. <laughs> no, no, no. I, <laughs> back in the mid eighties. <laughs> if I make fun of people's age and I got to start thinking about how old I actually am and that gets uncomfortable for me because. I'm immature. As listen, it? listen, I, I'm, I, listen, guys. I'm, I'm fairly certain I've got you beat. I have uh, a 20, 22 and twenty year old kid. Oh, my oldest is seventeen. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. I have a zero age kid. <laughs> you are a child. You, you should not procreate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was pretty content to not have kids. I was totally like, you know, I nothing against it, um, but I was pretty content to not have kids. And until I met my wife and I'm like, man, she's awesome. I want to, I want little hers. Mm-hmm. I want her, like, I want them to get zero of my DNA. I just, yeah. <laughs> but in, in all of my begging, like, let's do this. She, she's, she's been like, no, that wasn't what we want. No, stop be, that. You don't be stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, well, that wasn't the plan. Tell your biological clock to shut up. You know, it's so funny. One of the things I learned in Germany, yeah, was how to say you are stupid <laughs> in German. Oh, good. Now you yeah. can do that to me in two languages. Yeah. Excellent. I, I just know a couple of German swears. Like, yeah, I can't really uh, use those. <laughs> everyone was very shocked when I swore in German. They were like, oh. <laughs> you know, like escaping. Oh, oh, my God. You know that word? <laughs> Turns out swears travel around the globe pretty pretty mm-hmm. quick in languages. Anyway, now we're off topic again, as per usual. And I haven't even brought up vertical limit. Oh. Um, <laughs> I don't want to ask. No, I have no, 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 no idea don't. what that is. <laughs> I have no idea what, what? it is. And I want oh, to no, I got to talk about it. No. <laughs> no. No. Cam. No. Cam. No, just, just text me. Just text me. Vertical just just message, message no. me. This message is, there's me. There's somebody else out there that's going to listen to this, and they don't know it either, <laughs> and they need to know it. It is the best worst movie of the extreme 90s slash very early 2000s. I don't remember what year it came out. 2000. <laughs> 2000. Perfect. Is it a mountain climbing one? Oh, my it God. Sure it is. <laughs> oh, I think, I think, I think. There's, I'm getting a light bulb so, about it, but it's got Chris O'Donnell. Oh yes, yes. Stop, Bill Paxton. <laughs> yeah. Yes, please stop. Mountain climbing please with stop. raw nitroglycerin in jars for some reason. <laughs> it's because there's no other more stable way to do that. Why do they need explosions in the first? It's a <laughs> no, rescue mission. No, like, that, that's, 
<laughs> Why not take a bazooka? Like, no, we're going to go save some trapped climbers. Strap on that anti-aircraft cannon. <laughs> no. Not good. Uh, anyways. Okay, so now that we've gone there. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> You're not sorry. I'm not sorry, but it's become a long-running joke at this point, which is the funniest part about it. You know what though? Like two it's like years and when you make up a joke that's not funny, and then you just keep hammering people with it until it's like, and just calling it funny doesn't make it funny. You know, you know that you know that meme of like made you look. Yeah, the little the the like yeah the the finger the, thing. It's like the okay symbol, but held down low. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. it's like that. That's what this is. It's just so long running. People just. It, you're the, in on the only joke. one that thinks it's even remotely funny. Well, I'm I think here it's to entertain re- myself, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here for any of you idiots. <laughs> listen, listen, I do, I do understand that part. Trying of, of telling a joke, trying, and it's really only funny to myself. But I find it funny because it's only funny to myself. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That's like the ultimate dad joke, and my son yeah. can can attest to this. That I'm probably the worst for doing exactly that, <laughs> I, and I don't even have to. Th- I don't even have to say anything to him anymore. He makes the joke on his own, <laughs> and then looks disappointed, and, at and himself. then gets yes, and then gets super like, "Oh, you good?" Uh, <laughs> I just sit there and laugh. <laughs> Point at him. <laughs> he's like, "Do you?" He's he's like, "Do you realize you have actually like psychologically sculpted my brain?" Into this thing that reacts to jokes you don't tell. <laughs> oh, I think I remember him saying that. Oh, I know. When he was down here the other day. I know. He, it's it's probably <laughs> one of my greatest achievements. You've destroyed your oldest son's mind. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, uh, so, Cam, dude, buddy. Mm-hmm. So, listen, we've had a lot of guitar makers on the show, and we've become friends with all of them. Um, mm-hmm. And yet, Casper and I are dealers for none of them. So let's. Yeah, how did you? <laughs> how did you manage that in like a month? <laughs> oh yeah, you know, I don't know how it how it really happened. So, so obviously, when it, when you're getting a custom made guitar, you're you're talking to someone, and I, you know, I'm talking to Elliot. This is what I'm thinking. What are, what color should we do? What pickups? We're we're going through. And then all of a sudden we go beyond guitar talking and we're just talking life and we're talking uh, Canadian culture, British culture. We're talking, um, you know, heavy topics like uh, like uh, First Nations in Canada and, uh, you know, all kinds of things. We're just chatting, chatting, chatting. We've become friends. Great. Wonderful. Um, and so we're talking nearly like a couple times a week. And I get this idea. It's like, oh man, there's no dealers in Canada. I wonder if I could do this. And uh, he's he's like, you wanna? Let's do it. You know, no pressure. And I'm just like, I talked to you know, I talked to a couple friends, including my dad and stuff like that. You know, even though I'm, I should be able to make a decision myself by by this age. <laughs> uh, I, uh, Seeking out advice. Sounding and, and boards opinions. are good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. If that's a sign of immaturity, then I am really, really, really screwed. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's. I, I'd like to think it's a sign of maturity to realize that no matter what age, you still you still need help. Perfect. See, um, Casper, I've got one. <laughs> <laughs> but one point of yeah, maturity. And, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. 
so so just it just it just went into the and I'd suddenly I was like, what's your limit? What do I need to do? How many guitars do I need to get to do this? Uh, what's what's your pricing? And we talked it through. I ran it by my wife and asked my dad. And my dad said, you know what? It doesn't seem like a uh, there's risk involved. You know, you could potentially not be able to sell something. That's always the case. But it's not the case where you'd go homeless. No. You know, if you... If, if you well, if you the don't, worst case scenario is you end up with uh, a couple three good. trends kicking around your house instead of one. <laughs> exactly. So uh, hopefully something comes of it and I can share my love of Trent guitars with other people. And in Canada, I guess U.S. might be an option to ship it there, but I'd pro- I'm probably going to stick stick to um, North America and see what uh, what comes of it. But uh, yeah, it's just like, let's give this a shot and help help out a guy that i believe in a good a good guy a product that i think is amazing the guitars are just tremendous they look gorgeous yeah, I, looks I would love so, to get my paws on one to... yeah it's just kind of like this you're right in the middle of the country right yeah <laughs> dang yes <laughs> in, saskatoon right that's right yeah yeah I, I the other day when we were talking, I thought he was in winnipeg for some reason that's, i, I just i went to winnipeg in my mind just now i was like hey you're in winnipeg but no, you're not in Winnipeg. You're closer. That's not as bad a journey. <laughs> you're the slightly less boring prairie pond. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, it's kind of just just happened fairly quickly. But uh, it's like, hey, let's 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 try something new in life, and and uh, that I am now selling trends, and well, I'm trying to sell trends. <laughs> I. I think that they should sell. People should really see them, but uh, we'll see how my marketing skills are for the, for this. Thing. You have some experience yeah, with that though, don't you? Right <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. So like you're yeah, something so I, here. I, I've got one, I've got one, uh, one coming. It's uh, what he calls in, he, he call, he's called it Ben's blue, but for like a Sonic blue. Okay. And one in an oyster white, mm. um, and both of them will have P90s uh, for now. But I love uh, P90s. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Just my <laughs> my my personal model um, has Righteous Sound pickups, uh, JFMs, uh, which is the Jag, like uh, yeah. Johnny F Johnny F and Mar, what the JFM stands for. <laughs> Oh, uh, Johnny. <laughs> so yeah, um, they come with a beautiful hard case made by uh, Hiscox, I think, out of the UK too. But yeah, I'm pretty pretty excited. Uh, I think they should be in my hand in a in a month or so. Cool, That's pretty cool, so, man. That is cool, man. Oh, do you know what the airlines don't let you do anymore, Al? Gate check your guitar. Really? No. Really? Ru- Ru- no. Not like that really. sucks, dude. Talk about a anxious nine hours. So, sorry, we're getting off topic. I mean, they don't always. But it, I have no, I know to a few times. But, no, yeah. but there was like absolutely not. And then when I we landed in Kelowna, and I was like, I gotta see right. Like, so we're walking away from this tiny little prop driven airplane that we got off of, right. On actually on the tarmac, and I look back, and just as I look back, I watch it come flying out of the belly of this plane and go slap on the 
on the like runner ramp remotorized belt thing. Oh no. I was just like <gasps> oh. I look at Stephanie like twitch, twitch, twitch. That was my guitar. I was instantly oh. furious. <laughs> and then so I got it off the luggage thing and opened it up and everything was fine. But it was just like Oh, I mean, A, that's what good cases are for. Mm-hmm. Um, and B, aren't you kind of glad it didn't have the, like, the Gibson 13-degree headstock angle with no volute mm. or something like that? Because that's... Ew. Dude, and well, I mean, I packed... So as a... I think it was a joke, but uh, Steph's family gave her, like, a gift pack thing for her birthday or Christmas or something. And it was full of, like, chocolate and, like, all this stuff. And then the little, like, tempo... Like Kleenex, but there's like 300 packages in this box. So we were packing up that gift, and and Steph's like, "Well, what am I gonna do with all this tempo?" I'm like, "Oh, I have a perfect idea. <laughs> Just yeah. stuff the guitar case full of it, so it was, everything was supported and and like surrounded by Kleenex." Did you do the? Uh, did you put little tags on it that said "I heart baggage handlers" and stuff? No. Oh. Should do that, man. I like, know. I I was like, I need to find somebody to make a sign right now in the airport because <laughs> when I found out that they couldn't, they wouldn't gate check it. I was, oh. I was just about in tears, man. I was like super scared that something was going to happen to it. I was, I was hoping that would work out. I, when um, thing is, is we like flew on this tiny little plane, like mm-hmm. it was almost like the size of a Learjet, but three times as long. It's like this tiny little like sausage with wings. It was, Nine hours on that, eh? And that was the first plane, and, the, and then we came across the ocean oh, okay. on a on a seven eighty seven. Because uh, when when I did the Australian tour, I was able to gate check the guitar the whole way there. Probably on bigger planes, though. Um, yeah, yeah, not well, not from uh, where we left because we left from Grand Prairie, Alberta, flew to Vancouver, and then Vancouver to L.A. For um, it was actually all the way to L.A. that I was able to do that, and then on the way back, that was where I had trouble. The second plane we were on on the way back, um, from L.A. to yeah Vancouver or something like. That. I think that was the one where they were like they wouldn't let me gate check it a second time. They just made me put it in regular hold and stuff. And then when um, when we did the Caribbean tour, nobody let me gate check it on that one. <laughs> but if <laughs> like it was just one of those things where like if you can gate check it, it's it's it would have given me a huge safer. peace of mind. Yeah. yeah. The best was uh, the first flight we took from from GP to Vancouver, because that was the one where they were like, "Well, we could just put it in the coat closet up front for you." See, yeah, that's a mighty Canadian thing to do. And that, that was, <laughs> I was like, "I didn't know this was a thing." I'm gonna ask for this every single time, and it never ever happened again. Yeah. But it got yeah. my hopes up, and then it was quite <laughs> it was devastated when it was like, "You mean I have to drop it off at at bulk baggage?" Oh, oh God, everybody. Anyways, I'm glad it's safe. Um, look, I'm going to get back to the trench. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Train guitars. It just made me think of shipping guitars and how absolutely panicked I was. So I'm, I'm, I'm on the website mm-hmm. and I'm hopping around here and I, you know, I, I filled out the, uh, what would I order if I were going to order myself a Trent? Hmm. Right. And uh, I love that one of the options is to immediately add a descendant vibrato with companion bridge. Yeah, that that actually came. Um, that deal with Descendant uh, came after I ordered mine. Um, I could have got, you know, had something put on it. I opted no vibrato because I had to start saving money somewhere. 
Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. My, my wife was buying it for me, but it wasn't unlimited. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, yeah. Cool. I, and then a- after the fact, uh, you know, maybe like a month or two after I purchased mine, then he started offering that as a regular. Well, there for, for, uh, somebody who might, uh, want to get a Trent say through their Canadian exclusive Trent dealer, <laughs> um, <laughs> descendant setup is an option. Yeah, it is. Um, hey, yeah. Do you, do you, you have one of those, don't you? I do. I do have a descendant and you it do. is marvelous. Um, it has, uh, ruined me for most standard trim bridges as, as much as I love your more and has beautifully set up as it is. Um, I would swap that out. <laughs> I know. I know you would. <laughs> and I'm, I'm pr- a pretty firm on the, just going to leave it the way it is. I, yeah. There's no mm, reason yeah. to swap it out other than I just, now that like, I've had the descendant, I'm, I'm really in love with it. Yeah. Um, there's nothing wrong with the way yours is. The strings aren't touching the screws that cause problems and stuff. It's well set up. Yeah. So it doesn't need, to, it doesn't need to be changed. I'm just a. Dingus and I would. Well, it doesn't really suffer from the same string angle problems <clears throat> or any of that either. No. So, properly built instrument. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know, and this is cool. So I'm, and, and you know, this doesn't need to be gone through. But uh, the configure your guitar setup section is is rad. I, you know, you can just right here on the website, you can match the headstock color, or yeah. you know, have it you know traditional Fender style where it's clear coat or. Oh, that's, that's one thing that I did on mine. Like, um, I was, I was wanting to do a matching headstock, but then I, then I came up with, a another option and I asked Elliot, I was like, can you do this for me? And he said, yes. And what that was, was the pick guard material. I have the Trent logo inlaid with that same material on the headstock on the headstock. Yes. Beautiful. Cool. So, so I, I'm the I'm the first one to have that and that he offers it now. I think, uh, I'm not sure if it's on the list, but there, it's an upcharge. Um, yeah, that would, <laughs> and then it was just because time be, consuming. Yeah. Because it was, you know, it's intricate work, uh, and it's not a geometrical shape that's being put in there. It becomes harder to then place the, the logo in there paint it or, or take it out, paint it, put it back and you know, all the different stuff. Mm-hmm. So I just said, ah, just leave, just tint, tint the headstock. It's, it's fine. So I didn't get the matching, uh, oh. but the one, <laughs> the ones like the matching color headstock, but the ones that are coming are going to be matching That's with, awesome. which with the, just the decal, um, options, not just it. These options are cool. Like being able to choose between the like open pore satin finish like you did or, mm. Uh, a light worn in gloss and then, and then being able to choose whether it's worn in or not at all. Yeah. Um, you get to pick your fretboard radius. Um, and the, and the most, like it's pretty traditional. I'm noticing in the fretboard radius section, like it's 12 inch or you're going seven and a quarter or seven or nine and a half, which is very, mm-hmm. you know, the, the classic fender ones and then Gibson. Yeah. Um, you're, you've got a huge variety of pit guard materials. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is cool, man. It is so hard to the, choose a color. Oh, see, that was the easy part for me. Oh, oh man, uh, that, Ben's blue, was, baby. It, it was nearly impossible for me. Uh, I struggled and struggled. What happened for me was that I, 
I went and I, I saw Pelham Blue. I'm like, okay, I like that, but let's do a twist on it. And that's, we came up with uh, the color that I use, which in their system, the British uh, coloring system, it's called titanium blue. Um, but Elliot and I were joking around saying we're going to call it uh, Canadian tuxedo blue. <laughs> <laughs> Respect. That's so great. Respect. <laughs> Actually, I really dig some of the his the colors, like broom yellow. And, yeah. And uh, crowbar red. <laughs> Color names are great. Yeah. I think my favorite thing here is the scale length selections. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything from, from short scale at 24 to mm-hmm. 27 at baritone. You get 25 and a half, Gibson, 24 and three quarters, or right in the middle, Paul Reed Smith style at 25. Like, that's that's pretty cool. Not, yeah. not everybody gives you that much. Yeah. Yeah, for for me, it was just the the aesthetic of it just caught my eye. Like I, I'm a big fan of Frank Frank Brothers, yep. wonderful looking guitars, yeah. um, bunting guitars. But it was just like I fell in love with Trent immediately. It was it was kind of like familiar, Fenderish, but yet different enough, but not too weird that you know that it's not going to be you know stand the test of time. So uh, I, I'm just thrilled with it. So, yeah, it hits it hits the enough familiar notes that it feels, you know, comfy and at home. But it's clearly got its own charisma. Yep. Which one of you guys was the uh, the six in line hater? Yeah, it's me. <laughs> I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't actually hate this though. <laughs> I, no, really. I was just looking and going. I actually kind of dig this. This hit, and I, I'm. I used to hate other things too that I now kind of find that, that I like. <laughs> he eventually comes around on stuff. Yeah, it's, it's like, well, I can't, I can't really hate it because, like, function wise, it kind of is the thing. But I just, uh, I think it probably stems from my utter hatred of Stratocasters, and they've all got six and nine <laughs> headstocks. I think that's probably where, that's where my hate of those comes from. But hey, I, I, I'm I can't, a big... I can't say that I dislike this headstock. It's nice. Yeah, I, I'm a Fender fan. For me, uh, probably, you know, you guys love your Gibsons, but you love to trash Gibson. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, hang on, hang on. That's an error. I kind of, I kind of, I'm with you on both, but I'm both of those. I don't like Gibsons and I like to trash Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I actually love Gibson. I mean, I'm, I am the Gibson was my favorite brand for forever, but what I can't stand it's like to my bones is somehow Gibson went from being the coolest company in like the fifties and sixties under uh, his holiness, Ted McCarty to being the worst of what boardrooms have to offer <laughs> With, yeah. like just board of directors of just these dredges of humanity that just, Oh, let me ask you guys, let me ask you guys, uh, speaking of Gibson, how, how are you feeling about that, that tulip guitar? I can't remember what it's called. You know, I am, I see why they didn't put it into production cause it's kind of pointless. 
it was pointless in its era, shall I say? Um, because I am not, I am not a fan of that is that aesthetic in any way, it's silly shape or looking, form. But I like when guitar makers do silly things sometimes. The my big issue with it is I think the headstock, as and, and I know it's true to McCartney, McCartney's original drawing. The headstock is a terrible choice for that guitar. Um, you know what else is a terrible choice for that guitar? What the price tag? Oh, well, we, what is it? Oh, it's, I, it's I over five thousand dollars. Yeah, it's American. Ridiculous. Ah. It's, it's part of their from the vault collection oh, or God. something like that. I need um, to spend that much on a Gibson, like I need a <laughs> second hole in the head. Um, Ryan, I think at Sixty Cycle Hum did a little quick Photoshop job where he put the Melody Maker headstock right? on the tulip. Way better. Great. <laughs> Way better. It actually, it actually made the guitar aesthetically appealing yeah. versus. Yeah, yeah. But I, I get why they never put it in production when McCarty drew it because they already had the SG Melody Maker. They already had the you know double cut Les Paul Melody Maker. They had Epiphone putting out the the Wilshire, um, the cornet style guitars. You know they 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 had all these set neck two P ninety things that they were doing. It was just like why why put out another one? Why like why are we watering down our own market? And I think it it, it probably didn't. Uh, hold the market very well because of the aesthetic and people of the of the era were like yeah, well they never produced so. it so they never even saw it it was just a doodle no i know it, but oh. like focus groups may have looked at it and went yeah no that's goofy looking i don't know I, yeah I, I or, or maybe it was maybe it was simply just someone who was doodling and it was never meant to go beyond that i yeah. i draw crap yeah. i draw <laughs> crap that's probably crap too that shouldn't, I that shouldn't I mean, people shouldn't see ted is enough of a smart <laughs> guy or was enough of a smart guy and a, and a designer and a leader to know like you know when he doodles something like that he's going to doodle it right and he's going to you know copyright it or whatever because that's just he's a prudent fella um but I, and i think if okay and this is here folks here's al's opinion 100 percent opinion no one else is uh aware of what i'm going to say here blame me if you don't like it i blame you uh but i think the tulip reflects what i hate about gibson's corporate culture there's no imagination there. They went digging into like old papers that Ted McCarty did. They dredge up the design and instead of pricing it at a price point where it should be, which is in the mid teens to low two thousands, maybe for that model, they priced it at, weren't we doing you a favor, giving you access to the super limited edition, blah, 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 blah from the great Ted McCarty. And they've priced it for the collector market. Gibson is just, making no effort to connect with ground level players in my opinion. Mm. Mm. Those mm. are the players they're just like shut up and buy the guitars you blah 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 you're lucky to have something with Gibson on the headstock. They could care less what we think. Yeah. Epiphone cares a lot because that's their entire market. So Epiphone seems to be acting pretty cool. <laughs> um and Gibson is entirely focused on like it's like Cesar and JC are entirely focused on impressing their buddies that they hang out on the golf courses with. Um, and selling guitars to other rock stars and stuff. I it crushed me when they released <clears throat> the Adam Jones Les Pauls, and Adam Jones from Tools. Like anybody that knows me knows how much I worship that dude. He's such a unique player. I love his tone. I've always wanted to get a Silver Burst Les Paul custom because of my love for him, and just I think it's one of the coolest guitars they've ever made. And so they released a signature model for him, which is something I've been craving for like twenty years since I discovered Tool. And what's the price tag on it? 
oh, it's like $13,000. And oh, this non-relic version, and you can get that one for like, oh, it'll only be $9,000. <laughs> and then they make a Adam Jones Les Paul Standard, which is looks kind of the same, but with different inlays, no relicing and stuff. And it's like four or $5,000 or something crazy. And I, I don't know what this would be in American prices. It's they're I think very that is, high. A, is, is that not American it prices? It might be in American prices, yeah. Um, I, I thought I was thinking, cause <laughs> you kind of, um, fooled the world with our, our April fool's prank. <laughs> I <little> did. <laughs> <laughs> and, and even me, cause I mean, like we were traveling that day and I was, I was kind of like, oh, great. Thanks Al. Thanks for letting us know that we got a season. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you totally fooled me. Yeah. But so, uh, it, it was, it you was. tell people what I did if, for anybody who didn't know? Well, if you have, you haven't been on our Instagram, Al, um, found a copy paste, uh, cease and desist letter from Gibson brands and, uh, you know, fill in the blanks. It was literally the first like cease and desist image that came up on Google image search. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> and you just did like, just fill just, in whatever you want. Yeah, I just used a text thing to just, <laughs> it was lazy. <laughs> this is so funny. You know, it's like, I didn't even actually like get into like the whole thing. So I didn't get to see like that. It was the law of Wakanda. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. I violated what we violated Wakanda law. law. Yeah. That was why Gibson was sending us to cease and desist. So it, it, it made me think about it after because I had a long flight to sit on and, and Steph fell asleep. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, it'd be really funny because it was April fools. I'm like, if Gibson issued a, like an apology letter on April Fools, oh and my and, and that they were dropping all their lawsuits on April first. Oh my god! You know what? I, th- I would but join I, the mob. I don't think Gibson. Anybody at Gibson has a sense of humor like that. <laughs> no, though. they don't. <laughs> I don't think they have sense of humor at all. But <laughs> I was what? like, that's what this is. What came to my mind as I'm sitting on the plane playing solitaire. The only guy there who has a sense of humor is Mark Agnesi. Yes. Yeah. and he's too busy. Like meeting rock stars and stuff on Gibson's dollar, you you don't bite the hand that feeds you. And yeah. when the hand that feeds you is giving access to priceless custom shop guitars and rock stars' phone numbers, yeah. and they're paying for your mortgage, it's it's like what? Why does he care? What? Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Uh, if they ever did that, it would both be the funniest prank they ever pulled, and it would be the last thing that brand ever did because there'd be a. Yeah, just a huge angry group of guys, and I'd be among them. Just yeah. like, that's it. You you have crossed the you line, you sons of. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no De- death. So, death. and I I think that the you know the Gibson lawyers probably still listen to what we talk about just because we've we've <laughs> they, 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 we've uh, engaged in conversation with Adam Grimm a couple times about his lawsuit. So, um, you know. Think about mm. it, guys. It could be funny. I, or, <laughs> or, you know, just stop being dinguses and make cool guitars and just you know focus what, on that. you know what dingus means? Uh, don't ruin it for me. Wait, wait. Oh. It's actually not what you think. Well, okay, you can tell me. I'm just, uh, just if it's going to ruin it for me, no. you don't. But. D- dingus is that thing you don't know the name of. Huh? Yeah, look it up. What's the thing <laughs> I don't know the name of? Uh, a dingus. If you're like, oh, like that dingus, that you call something that you don't know the name of a dingus. Oh. Well, I don't know the name of any other lawyers. So yeah. They're all dinguses. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 
<laughs> I want to love Gibson. I, I know. That's what it is. I want to love Gibson. Then they do stuff like they, they've they been doing. It's just like, come please. I want to. It's like having a family member that you loved all your childhood. And then they grow up to, or like you grow up. You haven't seen them for a while. And then all of a sudden, the next time you see them, they're like, they've flipped a switch and they're horribly racist. And you're like, come on. Oh, Uncle Steve, I really want to love you, man, but you're being a jerk. <laughs> yeah. That's where I'm at. Uncle Gibson, quit it. Quit it, Uncle Gibson. Just be cool. Just be cool, man. Just be cool. Uncle Gibson. Jeez. You know, Anyways. I thought it was cool when they were starting to do, like, the collaborative build things. Where they were like, okay, there's smaller builders that have taken their styling cues from us. and, and, yeah, and Didn't that go horribly wrong? Well, I think the idea was, instead of suing these guys into oblivion... We'll work with them. We'll make them sign agreements with us because the lawyers told us we have to do that. Yeah, but the agreements so you got, for you know banker custom who can make guitars as a Gibson uh, authorized partner type thing, and and that's all fine and dandy. He does his thing. His guitars were ultra boutique anyway, so it didn't really change what his plan was. Mm-hmm. But now they're doing this collaboration with uh, oh I forgot his name. They just released it. It's a bunch of flying V's with single bridge pickups, and they're really high art. Um, I think I saw this. I don't remember the name. Yeah. Of it. It, anyway, it's it's in collaboration with another guitar builder, and I was like, oh my god, they're finally they're finally doing something cool. They're collaborating with other guitar builders. They're not just beating them into the dirt. They're just gonna they're gonna. And I think the intention is to garner some goodwill for Gibson that way. But mm. then they Gibsoned it, and these guitars are sixty thousand dollars. <laughs> what? I know. Not joking. They vary in range a little bit. I think one of them is like 70000 But they made 10 of these collaboration Flying Vs with this dude. <laughs> That's the price range. <laughs> who buys that? I don't know who's buying them. Most who, of them are sold who, already. Who spends $5,000 on a V? Let alone seventy. I don't know. I don't know. Holy Moses. But this is so. Oh, that's this is where okay. And let's bring it back around to Trent. Let's let's get off Gibson. Oh my God, you're, abs- you're absolutely but right. This is why. This is you exactly start why. Looking at brands like Trent, that are right up your alley taste wise, you can find these these yeah. small businesses, small guys that actually give a huge crap about what you yeah, love. They actually care about and and you're right about the configuration page. Yeah, on Trent's website, it's. It's super... I'm just doing the rough math in my head here. Yep. My tricked-out Trent of choice was 1,895 pounds. So call mm-hmm. it $2,200. So... Give or take. Let's say 25 Yeah, even me. if. Mm-hmm. Even if. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, would that be about accurate, by the way, Cam? Do you think 2500 bucks? You, you should know this. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's around there. You you do have to consider, like, it uh, Not, if you're ordering no, dire- direct from him, the shipping and yeah. stuff like that. But, yeah, of course. But, yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah. Okay, so you're in it for the price of, uh, well, let's just <laughs> use the obvious comparison. Uh, an SG standard is about $2,100, $2,200 bucks yeah, right now. Yeah. Uh, you can't customize crap on that nope. thing. Not that we, and, uh, we just did a whole episode on SGs, so don't come at me like I'm hacking on SGs. Yeah, yeah. Um, listeners, I see you out there with, with your, your pitchforks and your yeah. torches. <laughs> <laughs> so, for $2,500, bucks, you can get a fully decked out customized Trent to your specs. Mm-hmm. Or, made by the hands of somebody that cares what you get. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. You know, and to shout out somebody else we've had on the show who I love and worship to pieces, Meredith Coloma. Mm-hmm. You can get a Freya mm-hmm. for 1250 bucks. You know, like these are builders that are tippy top quality. And the money value goes way further. Casper, are you allowed to share what you bought your mower for? I or shouldn't. can you share what one of those goes for kind of now? Because you got in at a completely different pricing point. Yeah, pricing yeah I mean, I, I got into it like two years ago, and and his pricing has changed a fair amount. And he was very open about that. And yeah, to, he said it on episodes. He, he said it on episodes. And the reason, the reason Dan's pricing went up was to uh, kind of build a dam around the, like, the bleeding because he couldn't keep up. Yeah. Like, there was mm. just too much work. And the the waiting periods were getting absurd. Like to his, he he said straight up, it's like the waiting was just unbearable. Like I had work lined up for three years. Yeah. And and what he, like that's for, for him. He wants to to have, and this is a guy that really cares about yeah the the instrument that you're getting, and what it is that that he provides to you. He's like. He sits there and like I don't know that he sleeps much because he's so invested in what it is he's doing, and like I actually don't know what his pricing is, mm. and I know, but, but I know it's probably if it's higher than what I paid, it's I think he's around in, in the six thousand six five hundred range yeah. right now for something without a whole lot of crazy like crazy options. So like for something similar, to something similar to what I have on the wall, probably around 6,000. But if you're going to add things like binding and blah, 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 and then do a bunch of extra things yeah. like that. And so yeah. So it's a lot of guitar for, for the investment of a Les Paul custom. Yeah. Built by mm-hmm. one man's hands. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I that, really that, that's think... the part I really want to try and emphasize too, about what it is we're talking about. If whether it's, whether it's Trent, whether it's Coloma, whether it's tuna tone, whether it's, more guitars, whether it's who, whatever, you know, um, you're not investing in the corporate machine. You're no, putting you're into personal. So, and you're putting food on the table of <laughs> someone that actually is, you know, is supporting their, their people with this, not, yeah. not buying their Maserati and parking it beside their Bentley. Like, and, and, you know, to, to attest to, to the experience of getting a custom guitar, you know, obviously, because we talked to Dan on the on the air and have a few times now, um, I would say both of us have become pretty close friends with Dan. I, I uh, yeah, yeah. T- I talk to him all the time and and stuff and and you know <laughs> visit him, spend a couple days at his house, <laughs> spend so. three days at his house. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but let's let's put it to to relatable terms, like in in you know let's bring it back to Cam. You talk to 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 Trent so much. I forgot his name. Elliot. <laughs> Elliot. Elliot. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, to the point where you guys became such good buddies that you became the first Canadian Trent dealer. Yeah. And that's that's what this experience, this type of experience offers that you're never going to get from Gibson unless your name is Slash. Yeah. Well, it, the thing is like um, becoming friends with the guy and then becoming a dealer. It's not even like, it's like, okay, maybe I'll make a few bucks myself. But that wasn't even the thing that I wanted to do. I just wanted to support Elliot. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I buy the guitars from him, that that it's putting food on his table. And if I can sell them, great. If I can spread word, great. I, I I'm just like seriously, just want to help a friend out. And this this is like you said, you'll never get it from from the big corporations. Um, 
not like I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Fender. I, I you know, that's that's all good. Nothing wrong with that. But the the personal touch that I've received from Elliot, and I'm and I'm not saying that everyone is going to become close friends with with the person that you're getting a custom guitar built. You know, like it's that's nearly impossible, possibly. <laughs> but uh, you're supporting a real person, and you might yeah. not, you might not walk out besties, but you know, in particular, when you're doing a, the type of custom that requires, because a lot of customs require, and this is was your experience from what I'm gathering here, Cam. Yeah, yeah. You, you, the, the building of a custom guitar requires a lot of communication mm. between right. luthier and buyer. And in the course of that communication, you know, that's how friendships are born. I was going to say, you, you almost exactly. accident, accidentally make friends. Yeah. Just because um, the person that you're talking to, like being of the player, the builder you're talking to is asking, I mean, not intimate questions, but like detailed questions about you as a player and as, as a as a musician yeah. and, and what it is you're doing that they 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 get to know you because of that. And it's common ground, right? It's, exactly. It's, it's ground, you're both exactly. passionate about guitars, or obviously you're not going to look at custom guitars, and they wouldn't be building custom guitars. So, yeah. I guess there, you know, it's it's, I, I could say that uh, there's a potential for those who would uh, look at getting a guitar through me that we could become friends. There you go. You know, certainly. It's not, I'm not saying I'm at Elliot's cool level or anything of that nature, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're cool. Hey. You're hey. cool enough to be on a podcast hey. twice. You're pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. That's like, that's the dream. <laughs> <laughs> to be on the cultured guitarist. Hey, this show more, is more this than is once. Good, this is a good place to be. People yeah. who come on the show are at least 15% cooler. 25% more virile. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, uh, how about those blue Jays? <laughs> oh man. You yeah, just, you no, just have a, a way I, of making stuff uncomfortable. <laughs> I, I, I long ago, sometime in my teens, I remember having a distinctive thought of like, I want to leave a memory with every person I come across in my life. And I, and it became just kind of a part of me, like <laughs> not in a bad way. I want, the idea is to leave a positive memory. Sure. But sure. To live an, to live an un, uh, unusual life. Mm. Whatever it's, that it's, looks it's like. It's a good thing you didn't take up like streaking or something. Oh, like man. <laughs> well, I sort of accidentally did, but <laughs> those are stories for another At gunpoint. <laughs> oh, one time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Streaking, gunpoint, virile. Yeah. This, this is this is amazing. You're leaving an impression on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Casper. Yeah. You get held he's, up by he's a never, he's, gunpoint one time while you're naked. All of a sudden. He's never going to come on a show again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that is a funny story, though. I've, I've told at least twice. No, I know. Show. It's Got so somebody, if anybody's interested, go listen to the back catalog. <laughs> yeah, listen to the it's, back catalog. It's in there. There's a nugget for you. Yeah. That's your reward. <laughs> that that story, yeah. that experience, that got me several dates. Because... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> the brief period, the like the three month period where I tried the online dating thing. This is this is before Tinder. Okay. Okay. So it was, it was a freshly divorced guy trying to figure out how dating worked again. Online dating was probably a little more wholesome back then. Ah, uh, sure. Maybe a little compared to what. Well, it guys, is now. I, I so, I'm so. I'm so old and have been married so long that I have I've never experienced online dating. <laughs> so, so when when I when I experienced online dating, I I was divorced from from my ex, and I'd been with her for eight years. So I had this, and you don't. That's not a skill set you keep up. You don't no. keep up the how I do how do I hit on chicks skill set <laughs> when you're married. If you are, you're doing you're listen, doing it wrong. That's really yeah. That's why that's why you're not married anymore. Then you're the dingus. <laughs> Um, anyways, so I got, I I found myself divorced and I got to a point where I was like, you know, I'd like to get out there again. How are the kids doing this now? (laughs) And so I got, you know, of course you go, you talk to your friends first and they get like, oh yeah, go with, go on. You got to try online dating. That's how everybody does it now. And this is pretender. So the the site was plenty of fish. There Mm. you go. I don't know if it's still a thing or not, but this was, this was a site that, that was what I was, and this, I, I hated it. Three months of, of this was like, I'm done with this. I'm out of here. You know what's crazy? What? I'm pretty sure the, like, thermonuclear terrorist I dated for a while, that's where we met. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm on plenty of fish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you come up with your bio and you come up with your pictures and you realize a couple of things real quick. Women are going to get hit on a lot more than men. Totally. Period. Yep. Now it's that's just reality. That's reality. Whether you're not, you're online dating, whatever. You got to stand out from the crowd. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're a thirty-year-old chubby dude, <laughs> who's no, who's never been super charming with the women. Yeah. Just always been more awkward and goofy than like suave and charm. High school was rough. Okay. So, <laughs> you guys, I went through a lot of this. Is and, so, anyways. this is great content, by the way. <laughs> as long as they're entertained, I don't care. Uh, so, what I, what I was, what I learned, and this is also the era when I was starting to do stand up comedy, I was like, you know what? This has always been my gift. I've always been good at talking. Uh, I need to translate that to messages. That's the, if, if this is going to work out, it's going to work out because I'm more charming in my messages than whatever shirtless six pack dude <laughs> is doing. <laughs> Cause I didn't have that. So I was like, what, what's a great message. And so here, what I did and I, I got literally about three dates out of this different, different ladies was I would message them and say something stupid and be like, if you're, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to be weird or creepy. But if you agree to, you know, meet up and go for coffee because you seem interesting, I'll tell you all about how I got held at gunpoint naked by the cops. <laughs> that was my opener. Brilliant. I, uh, that I, is. I, I worded it better. It yeah, was, yeah. You know, I thought it out. I worded it better. But um, that was that was my icebreaker, <laughs> and it worked. It got, it got a few dates. They weren't great dates. Yeah. It quickly became apparent. You were drawing the wrong crowd. I want. (laughs) (laughs) They weren't terrible people, but it was like, I'm I'm never going to meet somebody I know that I kind of click connect with. If I don't actually meet them in person, I got to meet this. I got, if I'm ever going to be in a relationship, I got to connect in person, but at least one of the three to my memory, maybe more, but at least one of them was like, I just want to hear the story. (laughs) 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 I'm here for a free coffee and a story. 
<laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. Yeah, online dating is... Uh, but you know what? I think it what was... Is, it can be an absolute dumpster fire. It can be. Yeah. It is. It, you know what? It, life is what you make of it. So I think online dating is the same thing. Yeah. If you're looking for the quick hookup, if you're just mass swiping, was it right, left or right on Tinder? I don't, I don't know. know. Tinder I works. I never had that I never before. used it. I never so. used it. <laughs> if you're just mass swiping, then uh, we're okay. old guys. We are old guys. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, yeah. what do you want from me? <laughs> no more. I, this is. I'm. You know what? If this, if somehow I flub my marriage to my wife, I'm not this bothering is, with dating again. I'm just going to die alone. <laughs> Safe. Well, give, give, I mean, that's it. Knowing you. There's a high chance of that, but wow, your wife loves you. I mean, if you're gonna mess anything up, there's a high chance that you could, but oh, but you know, uh, she's she's a keeper and I'm a keeper for her. Yeah, good match set, the two of us, but uh, <laughs> if some, yeah, I don't know if it ends, it's your fault. If you know, it comes is. down and takes out my wife somehow. Then I'm just going to be like, well, there's going to be a voiceover by Waylon Jennings out of the sky. <laughs> saying, well, that was it for old Al's life as a couple. Yeah. Off to die alone in the desert, he did. That's that's, that's going to Probably be the forest, I think. Forest or whatever. Yeah, I'll just go die somewhere, man. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Good. Real good. What even is this? I show? don't know. Cam, man. I'm sorry. We could have done this level of idiocy without you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, it's okay. You you really touched touched my heart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, so oh man, I'm trying to think. There we weren't going to talk much about solid gold effects because we did a lot of that last time, but still with them, still doing the same role, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Still doing uh, socials, marketing and um, dealer, dealer relations. So yeah, it's fun. Excellent. Yeah. I need to, I think I need to buy a pedal from you. I need another delay. <laughs> I do. Yeah, our, yeah, I, I know. <laughs> our EM3, our EM3 is a award winning pre, by premier gear. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Award-winning delay. delay. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we've we've got some great things coming up, uh, coming down the pipeline, and um, some obviously pedals coming, and some really big news and stuff like that. So it's going to be fun. Which I hate that you won't tell us. Yeah, it's just upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> here, here, I'm going to share this much with our listeners. Are you here's, allowed here's, to? I don't care. This is happening. <laughs> <laughs> here's what Cam did. I'm not going to say in relation to what it was, but I will say okay. Cam at one point said these exact words. Oh I know have a lot. I know a lot about that. I know that. a lot about that, and I'm oh. not going to tell you any of it. Yeah, I can't tell you any of it. It's like, <laughs> like God, man. Uh, <laughs> you, 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 Within you two it. minutes of being on the phone, actually. I was like, that's, yeah. just, that's what we led with. It's just it's just fun to do that to people. Uh, <laughs> well, that's, I'm the people. I'm telling you, it's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm looking really forward to whatever it is. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Killing. This, oh, this, Never mind. I have read you so need many to stop talking. books <laughs> that I hated just because I needed to know the end of the story. 
Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, totally. I because I'm a I I'm a voracious reader. When I like something, I, I you can, can read. I can read. I'm actually a very <laughs> fast reader. Shocks people how fast I can read. And my problem is now I've got the beginnings of a story, and I have to be mm. very careful with how I word this so I don't blow anything. So Cam gave me enough nuggets of the story, and it's a story I'm interested in. And he won't tell me anymore. And I need to finish the story. <laughs> I need to know. It's good. It's really good. <sighs> Killing hey, me. just just giving you uh, giving you that the tools to and and the and the drive to live the next day to find out what's what's coming. That's see there we go. Something that meteor does kill to. my wife. That's what's going <laughs> to keep me going. I might as well go in force and let it all die and just live let my my saga and no. Cam has a thing I need to know about. <laughs> that's that's the turnaround point right there. You've saved me, sir. Hey, just doing my part. Wow. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, okay, I'm going to swing back around to more practical <clears throat> things and get off of this because it's just making my my lust for knowledge worse. Um, the the trends you have coming, the other two that you've got on order mm-hmm. to, uh, to, um, to sell... Did you spec those out, or did you and uh, Elliot spec those out together, or what's the deal there? Uh, I'd say, like, we, we sort of did it together, but um, uh, that's because of just who I am. I'm, I generally ask him, you know, what do you think? What do you think of this? What do you think of that? But he, he'd probably say I spec'd it out, but I, yeah, it, it was a team effort, I think. But uh, we're j- I'm trying. what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to, figure out what people would like and though, and those people who may not want to take the time to spec out their own or, or don't want to wait for, for it. So I'm just like, okay, get some classic colors, some, some great uh, flavors and see if this is what people want. And yeah, but I, yeah, basically I spec them out with, with uh, a few questions to Elliot about this or that. And uh, can we can I can I pick your brain? What are those? Can you talk about those two? Can you tell me? Yeah, I gotta know something uh, here, Cam. Like you... <laughs> okay. Well, um, so so the the one is called Ben's Blue, which is like a Sonic type blue. Yeah. Um, and and I'm going with a um, a mint, a light mint green pick guard. So it's kind of that. Uh, dare I say it? Because we have Strat haters here. That Strat, you know. <laughs> Uh, but that one has a descendant vibrato on it, matching headstock, uh, P90s, um, open pour. The one thing about dealers is that we cannot offer the gloss finishes. We can only offer the open pour finishes. Okay. He 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 needs to just do do his thing. So uh, I think it's simpler and doesn't take as much time. So right now for dealers, that's what, what he is offering them is just the open pour. So they're all open pour, which I actually prefer anyway. I like it. It's a sharp looking finish. Like really good looking. Um, Yeah. And then the second one is an oyster white. So uh, kind of a vintage type white, again, matching headstock um, P nineties in it. And it will have a, a, Tort, but his tort is interesting. It's not the kind of tort that you would find on on a fender. 
like uh, you could go on my Instagram and see the see what mine looks like. It's it's the same style, um, but it's almost smoky underneath there. Like like smoke has been captured inside the, you know, it's a really really high end looking um, tort. So those are the two. That one, the white one, is uh, hardtail. Cool. Okay. Wow. But if it, if someone had an idea and they wanted to run it, run it by me, and and you know, I can also I can also bring in things that are completely specced by people themselves. Cool. Well, I got to admit, you kind of nailed the uh, pretty much what I, <laughs> what I typed into the guitar. Uh, customizer on the website yeah the only the only one there see the only difference is that i would probably just because i don't own one in in this mm-hmm. color i don't own any guitars in in pink i would mm-hmm. i would have the the wafer pink yeah it's yeah. it's it's good <laughs> i th- i thought i thought about pink because my my pink guitar gets a ton of love on instagram but uh yeah in the future maybe mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Really good. Right on. Well, listeners, do follow Trent Guitars. And uh, while you're at it, follow Cam at Slowway, <laughs> which is, uh, you want to spell it for him, Cam? Yeah, S-L-O-W-H-E-I. So there you go. Because um, these are pretty rad things. I think, mm. I, I think anybody listening is going to really take to them and love them. Um, you've heard Casper and I ra- ra- ranting, <clears throat> excuse me, about the Descendant yeah. setup before, and you know we love and, our offsets. So, and it's a it's actually a really good inline six headstock shape, and that's yeah. a very mm. rare thing to hear Casper say. Yeah, <laughs> yep. I think I've heard you say that like twice, maybe twice. Yeah, <laughs> I think one was, I think one was my aria. I kind of think that's okay. It's just okay. I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. And I think, was it Fredericks? It's another, I think it was another Canadian builder that mm-hmm. has a, 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 a nice inline six headstock. And then this is Trent guitars makes a great inline six headstock <laughs> shape. Yeah. And I like how, how it's not, how his, the guitar shapes are not like super, uh, what's the word? Like, you know, uh, an offset from like, say like a jazz master or something is fairly, fairly smooth cornered. You know what I mean? It doesn't mm-hmm. have any like sharp edges where this has sharp edges, but they're rounded and like, it's really kind of futuristic and not at the same time. I, I dig it. Yeah. I like yeah. the, I like the hard lines. Retro futuristic. The retro futuristic. I like, I like this. Yeah. Uh, I dig it. And also follow. At solid gold effects. Yes. 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 Yeah. <laughs> if you don't already. And yeah. get in on the no, actually, you know what? Don't get in on the giveaway. I think <laughs> I think yeah. the don't, more people yeah, that get in there, the less chance I have of winning it. So yeah. don't uh, don't go to solid gold effects or um any of those people involved in that <laughs> giveaway. It's just you, nobody you guys don't want that. Well, there we go. <laughs> Anyways, this is, this is what you, I'm, I'm going to call this one of our more high chaos episodes. Yeah, yeah. Do go do <laughs> pedal board of the day and yeah. enter the giveaway because it's phenomenal. Um, really, really great stuff from great Canadian builders. 
<laughs> do go and support them all. There we go. I love the all Canadian part. That's yeah. that. There's so many cool Canadian builders out there. Any mm-hmm. uh, any deep final thoughts, gentlemen? Nah, I'm good, man. No, no final opinions on vertical limit. Amazing. <laughs> I hate you. This is the dumbest joke you've ever come up with. Yeah, got <laughs> such delivery. <laughs> it's like it's not even funny anymore. It's just... Is there like is there like a limit to that joke? No, the limit oh. is vertical less. Yeah, you, there you go. You, 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 you kind of got it. <laughs> it reminds me of how the uh, um, the aliens laugh in. Uh, Mars Ga- attack? No, gal. No, that's better. But Galaxy Quest. Oh, Galaxy Quest. A la, a la, a la, a la. So, yeah. <laughs> I love that movie. Thermians, right? Thermians. Yeah, Thermians. Yeah. <laughs> From the Clatonia. You will save us. You are our last hope. <laughs> oh, that's, that's see, that's there, a see, good movie. A movie. We need to talk. That's about a more. good movie. Yeah, I actually seen... I watched it on the airplane home. Yeah, if you haven't seen Galaxy Quest, man. Yeah. You, you, you no longer have the right to listen to our show. Go watch <laughs> Galaxy Quest first. Yeah. Agreed. That's, a, that's a, probably not a good thing to say. <laughs> and on that and Thanks to our note. sponsors. Uh, <laughs> yeah, on that note, we're going to get out of here. That's it. We'll see you next week.